It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And oh my god, did I just freaking like muff that entire entrance up on my You know, that's pretty much how it went when I was talking, you know. That's but that's me though. What can I say? It's that's, that's how why I roll. they love you. That's how I roll. Anyways, happy Friday to everybody. Uh we're a week away from uh Thanksgiving and uh oh man, I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to go ahead and right, but then again, you're turkey. a chef. I mean you're a chef though, Jeremy, so I mean in essence you are going to probably be cooking up a storm, I would imagine. Actually, Thanksgiving is a, uh, you know, family cooking day. Everybody has their specialties that they do. We all pitch in. And, uh, you know, Joni, my beautiful fiance, screwed up years ago and uh, kept telling me how great her turkey was, this turkey recipe she has. That's so, right. you know, I let her make it and it was so good that I said, all right, now you're stuck making the turkey. Cause... <laughs> That's right. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that you had mentioned that last time I was over and I was like, I must sample this turkey you speak of <laughs> so I, I i help out with a few things here and there but basically everybody in my house kind of has a specialty um, my mom has a couple things she does my uh stepdad nigel has a couple of vegetable dishes he does so we all just kind of contribute and pitch in and it's a little more chill that way nice nice well i mean i'm looking forward to coming over who says i don't want to see you on thanksgiving oh, come on uh, come I on i need something to be thankful for that i'm not I'm having gonna... to see <laughs> Wow. But what if I'm like at your door and I'm like, I'm cold and there's wolves after me. I'll let you die. <laughs> you're like, you're like, Joni probably forced me to let you in. So. Be like, do, do you hear something? All of a sudden you hear a scream. No, no, I don't hear anything. <laughs> I, you feel the love, folks. You got to feel the love here and there. But um, anyways, as as traditional habit now in the on the Navarro Miller report, we tend to go ahead and uh, get some TikTok reactions, uh, either from our guests or from Jeremy here. Now, mind you, everyone, Jeremy has not watched any of these videos that I that I get from TikTok. I love to see his reactions. So this one in particular uh, has to has a Star Wars theme to it, but it's very sultry and uh, very uh, well. Check it out. No. The R2-D2 thigh highs stay on during sex. Shit, that's going to make me bust and not like R2-D2. Am I right, fellas? (laughs) (laughs) 
Dear Lord. <laughs> that R2-D2 impression was perfect. That's disturbing on so many different levels. <laughs> I mean, come on. Busting a nut like R2-D2, the way he screamed, that was impressive. It's not a thought I ever wanted to have. Ever. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. But in essence, um, I also love to go ahead and find TikTok videos of newscasters and some of the things that happen during a live broadcast. And in this particular case, the comment that this newscaster said, either A, if he was married, is now single, B, no woman will ever date him, or C, He's probably missing and no one's heard from him ever again. But in order for, I, I'd rather just show you instead of tell you. I would question a lot of men out there, quite frankly. Tracy, I can't There's believe There's a reason that women live longer, Mark. Let me tell you, it is because we are stronger yes. and we are happier at the end of the day than most men. And that yes. is factual and you know it. When, when men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. Oh! <laughs> Well, <laughs> and no one ever heard from of, him ever again. <laughs> that reminds me of a very famous Winston Churchill uh, quote. Apparently, a uh, a grand lady was arguing with him over a point during uh, World War II, yeah. and she said, "Sir, if you were my husband, I would poison your tea." And he said, "Madam, if you were my wife, I'd drink it." <laughs> Ah, so, uh, the classics never die. Kind of, he was playing off of that riff, I guess. There's a little bit on that matter. Um, and in, in essence, there's actually another live news broadcast that I saw that I had to share because the, the response from what this reporter, uh, from the comment of this reporter, is just so, like, so natural and so incredible. Check it out. Sears Fantasy Raw was valued at $2 million. For most guys, a fantasy bra is one they can actually unhook. <laughs> Trust me, I wouldn't know. <laughs> the haunted tour through Hampton Roads continues. You can't say stuff like that. Expect me to read what's on the TV screen. <laughs> Fort Monroe, let's go to uh, Mackenzie Walter live on the peninsula. <laughs> oh, that's great. He absolutely <laughs> murdered his host there. His co-host was dying. <laughs> She couldn't even keep it together. That was great. That comment was so on point. <laughs> For most men, I wonder if bra is one they could unhook. <laughs> or miracle bra, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, that was fantasy bra. Yeah, fantasy that was funny. bra. Oh my god. I swear some of these some of these is definitely something. It's hey, a great off the cuff line. Yeah, no, I mean and he was just so quick with the response that's mm -hmm. what i really admire about uh these reporters so yeah mazel tov to them and uh you know fantastic uh fantastic reporting guys fantastic i love it <laughs> two thumbs up to that but uh in uh going from uh from fun to uh very unfortunate and very uh serious news today something that's actually all over the news right now is the fact of the matter of the uh not guilty verdict 
jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on uh, basically he was he was being uh, accused of killing two people and shooting another during an unrest in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin last summer. Uh, he has been found not guilty on all charges. This is something that is very disturbing and unfortunate. And my two cents on this. Um, it's a very tr- it's a tragedy that could have been avoided, possibly not sure. Um, you put a a, a a weapon in a seventeen year old hand in seventeen year old hands. You put him in a very violent situation. Okay, I blame everybody for this situation. The people, the the police that saw him with this weapon. I blame the person that was with him when he went out with this weapon. I blame. I I understand that the mother drove him to this this situation with this weapon now the other issue here the two the the lives that were taken i saw the video he was running away from protesters that were coming after him to attack him one of the protesters actually grabbed the weapon and he discharged it as he was trying to grab this weapon the thing here is that if i see somebody with a gun i'm running away from the gun not towards it now granted you know this this is a tragedy this kid should not have even had this weapon in his hand to begin with but the fact of the matter that he was found not guilty no no uh type of uh no type of of uh of uh consequences is unforgivable the fact of the matter that he was found not guilty is unforgivable because even though he was 17 he was old enough to know what a weapon does and what a weapon could do to somebody now he should have at least some there should have been consequences for this regardless he should have gone maybe to an institution for the rest of his life uh now this kid's gonna walk around practically bragging that and this is just an assumption practically bragging that he got away with murder he got away with murdering two people during these protests this is unquestionably the most controversial and very very disturbing turn of events over this these tragedies i mean jeremy i know you got some things to say about this well first and foremost i'd like to say i wish i could say i'm surprised but i but i'm not um for this trial the blame rests on the judge this judge was 100 sympathetic to rittenhouse from the beginning every ruling he make made cut the prosecution's legs out from under them i mean have you ever heard of a murder trial in which the defendant's mental history and unstable mental past was not allowed to be introduced do you think that would happen if it was a black guy yep it's this is a murder trial and he has a history of unstable mental health and that was not allowed to be introduced at trial really are you joking me the judge threw out the gun charge. He illegally brought an assault rifle over state lines. That's a fucking felony. The judge just dismissed it. No, 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 no. You can't charge him with that. It's dismissed for no reason. You know, this judge did everything he could to make sure that this little shit went free. I can't blame the jury because they can only deliberate on what they're allowed to and what they're shown. And this judge did everything he could to make sure this privileged white little shit walked free. 
And truthfully, this kid's going to have a target on his back. I don't condone violence. I am not suggesting people go be violent. But I guarantee you, this kid's going to have a target on his back. And God forbid something happened to him. I'm not going to shed a fucking tear for him. you got to be kidding me. I won't shed a tear for him or his family. Agreed. Sorry, it's not happening. You know, this is absolute bullshit. It okays vigilantism. You have a 17-year-old, a fucking immature kid, taking an assault rifle across state lines. He was not defending his home. He's not defending his state, his neighborhood, or anything else. Okay? That, that is nothing more than vigilantism. And they have now condoned it and said, that's okay, long as you're white. Yep. So that's a huge fucking problem. I'm sorry. It's, I, you know, whether they should have been running after, I'm not getting into that part of it. He should never have been there with a fucking assault rifle. It is a fucking crime to begin with. He put himself in that situation, but he bears no responsibility. Bullshit. You know, and every fucking jackass right-wing GOP guys out here, justice has been served, justice, bullshit. If this kid was black, he would have been railroaded from the beginning. Every, I mean, you you must be joking me. This literally underscores everything people have been talking about, about systematic racism, about the courts holding white defendants to a different standard than defendants of color. It is as plain as day. And while I do not condone rioting or anything else, I understand people's anger over this. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you stick me in a room with this little shit, I'd beat him into a fucking coma. I wouldn't and be right able to help myself. And and the thing is that, like, after the verdict, I'm sure that there will be protests because even uh, President Joe Biden, uh, he said that, uh, all, you know, he basically said that, you know, it was an unfair ruling, obviously, but he's he's still supporting the jury's uh, the jury's decision. Uh, on this particular case and in a jury it, and trial it, you have to you have to go with what the jury decided and, and that's, that's and, why and, i said i can't fault the jury for that and they president biden rule on what they were given and president biden is saying that he still believes the system works he's also he also was heard mentioning that you know if the if people he was he was in a sense condoning uh, peaceful protests, not riots, mm -hmm. but peaceful protests. If people decide to protest on this, to do it peacefully. But here's the problem, Jeremy, that the last time there were peaceful protests, it turned into rioting. And because of that, this happened. Now, what's going to happen? Is this going to come back full circle again, where another, uh, you know, young kid is going to go out with a with a with why a wouldn't gun? It? they've they've done nothing to deter that? Why wouldn't that happen? But again? this is but this is but this right here. And, and that's my that's my point is that unfortunately, this is going to be a circle, a vicious circle that's going to continue. When is the circle going to stop? When is I it going to stop? I agree. Because but it's going to continue. I agree, but what do you do? You tell people who are infuriated, who want to see change happen, that they need to sit down, shut up, and keep you know keep their mouths shut. That's not going to fly either. So I don't have a solution to it, but I mean, people are infuriated, and I don't blame them. I'm infuriated. I, and 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 again, it's one of those things where I also I was in shock uh, when I heard the uh, you know I, I was in shock when I when I heard you know what happened. Um, I was, I was, I just, I was in dismay because I mean, honestly, in a sense, like you said, it didn't surprise me. It really, it really didn't surprise me either. Uh, you know, had this been a person of color, 
it would have gone completely different. I, I would imagine. I'm not saying it would have or wouldn't. I'll say it would have. I'll based... say it right now. It absolutely would have gone a completely different direction if this was a person of color. I will say that right now. Someone has a problem with that. I'm sorry, but I will say that absolutely right now. I mean, and then and now we go from that to the Arbery case. That's another one that's starting as well. I mean, this <laughs> this is going to be a very difficult next few months. And it is. The, it's just going to be hard because the people are going to continue to protest. There's going to be. I just I don't know. what I, I can't tell the future. I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, you know, the only good news on that front is they actually got McMichael or whatever his name is to admit on the stand that Aubrey posed no threat to him, that he didn't attack him until he pointed the shotgun at his chest and he tried to defend himself. They got him to admit that on the stand. So this has been a very different type of trial. I've been following this as well, and I can't say how the jury will come out with it. But this judge, I would say, has held a fair trial. He has not been biased for either side. He has, you know, made what seem like fair judicial rulings, uh, very different than the Rittenhouse judge, uh, who basically from day one set it up for the uh, prosecution to have their legs cut out from under him. So, you know, it's a very different type of trial. What I'm seeing, it, it, it seems like, it seems like, we're getting a, a full picture with the Aubrey trial. Whereas mm -hmm. with the Rittenhouse trial, we didn't. The judge put in so many rules. You can't talk about this. You can't bring this up. You can't do this. You know, he can't be charged with this. You can't bring up his mental health. You can't, I mean, no prosecutor could win with the type of, you know, with the type of restrictions that judge put on. So it's, from what I've followed in the Aubrey case, it definitely seems to be a more even-handed trial um, both sides are getting their say and we'll see where it comes out. Um, but I think it was a very big deal that on the stand, they got him to completely admit that this guy never touched him, never was aggressive and didn't do anything until he pointed the gun at him. And then Aubrey tried to defend himself. That's a big thing to get them to admit to on the stand. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, we can't say what a jury's going to do, what deliberations will hold, but it's it's a very different trial. If you read about both of these trials, you will see the glaring differences. And now in the way the judge has, you know, ran the trial. And now due to the double jeopardy law, Rittenhouse can't even be retried for this. That's mm -hmm. the that's the biggest unfortunate uh uh, turn of events from this is that he can't even be tried again. I mean, what what are the families going to do? What are the families going to do at this point? There's nothing they can do. He has been found no not recourse, guilty. No justice, no nothing. I mean, the only other way that justice can be served is if Rittenhouse, as mentally unstable as I'm assuming uh, he may be, we don't, again, we don't know because, again, the judge didn't allow that to be put out there. But if he is, he's going to go ahead and do it again. He may, I'm sorry, he may go ahead and do it again. And if he does, maybe this time they might catch him red handed and he has nowhere else to go. I mean, who knows, man? I, I honestly, I mean, I hope justice finds him in any way it can. Again, I am not advocating somebody to go out and do something stupid, but I hope that, you know, karma, whatever. I hope his life is pretty much as destroyed as the lives he destroyed. 
and I mean, there's, I mean, there's just no other, there's just no other way around it, man. I mean, this is, this right here, man, it's, it's, it, it goes back, it goes back a few years ago to the other case, uh, where the young kid was shot, you know, and killed by, by another, by the gentleman, uh, the, the case that happened. Um, You're talking about the one in Florida with the stand your ground law. Yes. Yes. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's another one. It just goes back it's to that. Been, again. It has been very clear. The courts, the politicians, everybody have made it very clear. If you're an entitled white man with a gun, feel free to shoot a black guy. You're not going to jail. I mean that's basically the message they've sent. It's it's as long as you can you know make a case for some bullshit racism that oh you know oh I felt afraid for my life because there's a black guy in front and of me. Shed crocodile <laughs> tears. Yeah, bullshit. You know, they, they, they've absolutely they've absolutely okayed this bullshit and it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's absolutely ridiculous that we as a country have gotten to this point where we are so divided that you are looking at a murderer and being happy he got off because, oh, yeah, your politicians told you he's a good guy. You know, are, are you effing joking me? Seriously, there isn't a single politician in this world who's worth a damn. And that goes for the left as well. You know, you've sold your soul so many times before you ever get to high office. You don't have a bit of credibility left. And we're letting these people tell us how we should feel about each other. Really? These are the people you're going to trust. It, it makes no no effing sense to me, man. It's an unfortunate. It's an unfortunate fact that we're living in right now, Jeremy. A very unfortunate fact. And uh, we have Carl McDonald right now on the. Uh, on the feed saying uh basically civil suit no different than oj that's the only other option that they might have is doing a civil suit but what's a civil suit going to do exactly they're they're what they're gonna sue him he's not gonna get any type of jail time anyway regardless of a civil suit or not two, no, two a, lives a were civil, two lives a civil were taken suit away. would be punitive that's all it'd be punitive two damages lives. money I yeah know. it doesn't two bring lives were back. gone two lives are gone that's yeah. the problem two and lives there's are gone. no recourse Right. None. There's no recourse. There's no accountability. So, None. That's it. It's I there's nothing. I mean, yes, they can file a civil suit. Go ask Ron Goldman how that went. You know, he's still looking for the money and justice and everything else. Um yeah. you know, it it's it's the only option they have left. It's not gonna provide them any comfort whatsoever. This is just it's a it's very horrible, unfortunate it's, it's absolutely it's a, horrific. It's an unfortunate day in the legal system. Uh, for for the families of the victims, and uh, you know, again, the only other thing that we can say is that uh, you know, karma. We'll see what happens with karma at this point. In other uh, news, uh, the the uh, unfortunate tragedy that happened in Astroworld at the Travis Scott concert uh, may have Travis facing a two billion dollar lawsuit. Now. We talked about this before about the consequences of what happened at this concert. Uh, it, before it was eight lives that were that were lost. Now it went up to nine lives. There was a woman that was actually in a coma, in a comatose state. She actually ended up uh, passing away a few days later after after uh, she was hospitalized because of the concert. Now there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Um, Travis's attorney, according to TMZ. Uh, Edwin F. McPherson tells TMZ, quote, 
There has been multiple finger pointing, much of which has been by city officials who have sent inconsistent messages and have backtracked from original statements. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner was quoted in the New York Times as saying, you cannot just close when you got 50,000 and over 50,000 individuals. We have to worry about rioting, riots, when you have a group that's that young. Uh, the attorney goes on to say, yet just a short time later, Chief Finner states the responsibility to stop the show falls on Travis. Uh, he adds on to this and says, it was reported that the operations plan des designated that only the festival director and executive producers have authority to stop the show, neither of which is part of Travis's crew. This also runs afoul of HPD's own previous actions when it shut down the power and sound at this very festival when the performance ran over five minutes back in 2019. So there's the, the attorney's definitely looking out for Travis Scott and well, he's his, doing what he's and, supposed to do. He's trying to shift blame. But at the but the but at the end of the day, I mean, as we spoke about this before, Travis did you know, hear them tell him to stop. And he continued. That's a problem. That's going to be a big problem. The attorney's trying to shift blame over yeah. to the executive producer saying that this isn't Travis's problem to stop the show. It's the producers and the people that are throwing the concert to go ahead and stop the show. I see fault I on everybody. There's... Exactly. They're shared blame all around. But if they have actual video and can prove that Travis was told what was going on, that people were dying, that, you know, and he just said, F it, I don't care. That's going to be, I mean, you can, that's provable negligence. So yes, there is responsibility all the way around. I never said it was all on him, but as a performer, if you see people dying in front of you, drop the damn mic. It's that simple. Stop performing i mean he, he did it for somebody who had passed out he he stopped he finally performing. did he finally well, did one of the people who passed out he stopped at one point and said can we get some you know emts in here we got somebody who passed out yet later on as it's getting worse more people are get passing out more people are getting trampled he's right there and is being told so again i know performers i mean my friends you know i have tons of friends who've been musicians who performed in front of packed stadiums around the world the lights are in your face the noise everything it can be hard but if they can prove and show that he definitively saw what was going on and ignored it after he was warned that's provable negligence in court now it's not all going to rest on him i mean this is seems like a cluster fuck all the way around but he is the face of it. And if they are able to make that connection, that's going to be pretty tough for him to get out from under. And there's a, and the attorney is actually representing, according to TMZ, he's rep representing 200 alleged victims. That's a lot. I mean, it just seems to me that the only victims that should really have authority to actually have a lawsuit against Travis would be the families of the nine that died and the ones that were injured. I doubt all 200 people were it like 200 people were injured in this. I think they're just trying to dogpile on this situation and trying to see if they could get a payday out of this. In my no, opinion, we don't, it's very possible. We don't know one way or the other. I mean, a crowd that size, it'd be very easy for 200 people to get trampled. So, yeah, I mean, but it, how many people be... went to the hospital though? 
how many people well, were actually like were actually uh, had uh, medical attention after that whole incident. I don't I don't remember reading that there was 200 people that were trampled. No idea. I'm just saying it's it's feasible. So we don't know. I mean, yeah, of course, people are money grubbing and litigious in the society today. And people see a chance at a legal payday and they jump at it. So it's very possible that, you know, a lot of these people were not injured and shouldn't be piling on. But the fact is, we knew this was coming. I mean, you you knew this was coming. Huge lawsuit. And again, I would if I was filing the lawsuit, I would name everybody. I the promoters and Travis and the PD who didn't do their jobs and the, you know, the people who own the building and didn't, you know, I mean, it would be everybody named in that lawsuit. I mean, again, we go back to the fact of the matter that the only thing that's going to be against Travis at this point is the fact of the matter that he has history with doing this kind of thing where mm -hmm. he has history that he has actually incited these people to break barriers and come on stage with him pretty much uh you know going like putting security that's trying to stop these people from going on stage and putting their lives in danger he's putting their lives in danger when he asks these people to break through the barrier and come on stage i mean he's also putting himself in danger because you don't know somebody may not like him and might try to kill him or something there's barriers for between artists and 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 uh and the audience for a reason it's for not only to protect the artist but to protect the workers that are protecting the artists as well and to also protect the audience too because you don't know i mean look what happened these people there was there was a stampede during this concert so in essence there's the rules for a reason if travis wants to go ahead and tell people come on up here screw the police screw this screw that do it in a smaller setting not when you have thousands of people that are watching you that's just not well, smart again that's been part of his defense and i'm not sure how that's going to play is that well you know what you get when you come to travis scott well legally speaking then you are negligent. I mean, if you have a history of doing this, then they can prove that. Then you have a history of negligence. I mean, legally speaking, that's not a defense. Legally speaking is, oh, you know what you get when you come to my, that's not a defense. In fact, that actually is a, an indictment of what he mm -hmm. does. So, um, you know, we'll see where this goes. Again, the responsibility does not lie 100% on him. There's a lot of blame to go around here. But again, from a legal standpoint, if they can show that he was negligent, that he ignored, you know, instructions that people were hurt and people and he didn't care, that's something that they will be able to prove in court. We'll see what happens Correct. with that. Agreed. And uh, Joni, actually, your fiance is on the feed. She's actually saying how many went to the hospital could be a cover up from what videos you see. looks like a lot on the ground out. So... It, it's 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 we don't know we really have no exactly, idea exactly we're gonna have to see how it plays out yeah but at this point it seems that he's in a lot of trouble uh there's over 200 people that are actually going to be suing him and two billion dollars i mean we were talking about we were talking about how he was going to go ahead and just you know it was going to be a few million which will be fine he could go ahead and do a few million but two billion that's a lot of money. That's that's not easy for him to go ahead and like, you know, walk away from oh. or 
get away I'm not from saying it. it. I'm not saying it's not possible, but let's let's be clear. Most of the time, suits like this start at a very high number that they generally know they have no chance of getting. Sure. Um, you know, we've had many lawsuits against big companies against all sorts of different things. They always start at an extremely high number that they are pretty sure they're not going to come close to. So, you know, it's a starting point. We'll see. We have no more details at this point, but I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around and he is not blame free. I'm sorry. Nope. Most definitely not. So we'll just go ahead and uh, monitor it and see what happens next in other news. History was made today as vice president Kamala Harris uh, is the first woman with presidential power. Uh, Vice President Harris uh, did, uh, got pretty much uh, a little bit of taste of what it's like to be president as uh, President Joe Biden had a colonoscopy today and he was going to be under uh, general anesthesia. He was going to be out for about 30 to 40 minutes. So for those 30 to 40 minutes, history was made. So, I mean, that's hey. that's be pretty cool. I, that's actually pretty cool, you know? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of a meandering way to get, to get to it but but it is i mean it's the truth presidential power was transferred to her during that period of time and that makes her the first woman ever to hold presidential power that's that's a pretty cool thing um you know it's it's certainly not the first time we've seen presidential power you know transferred for mm -hmm. medical reasons and other things very briefly um so it's not out of the ordinary at all but the fact that she is a woman makes this semi you know pretty historic God, but it's it's one of those things where it kind of makes you think that the president of the United States is a 24-7 job, no rest at oh, yeah. all. I mean, all, all all President Biden had was 30 to 40 minutes to himself, and that's only because he was knocked out. <laughs> Other than that, oh, as soon as he was awake, back to business we go. The power comes look right at, back. Look at every single picture of a president on day one of office. And then look at that same picture when they leave office. The physical toll that it takes on our presidents yep. is immense. The stress, everything. I mean, in four to eight years, these men age 20. And, and you can see it. The pictures are, are staggering how different they look, even in just four years. Yep. But after eight years, after the presidency takes its toll. And I'm sorry, I, I this is why I honestly believe we're in a period right now where the best and brightest do not aspire to the presidency because of everything that it entails. You know, we haven't had a president who was the best of us in a very long time. True. You know, that's it's just a fact. We don't, the best of the best aspire to own their own companies, to build businesses, to build this and that. They're not aspiring to the presidency anymore. Maybe at one time they did, but now, I mean, would you want that job? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't, that'd be kind of interesting. But we actually have uh, uh, Carl actually uh, made a comment saying unofficially. This is a little tidbit of history that I didn't even know about. Uh, maybe you do because you're walking talking encyclopedia, Jeremy. But um, Carl actually says unofficially, El Eleanor Roosevelt had presidential power. That's something I didn't know. Did you know about that? He's thinking, ladies and gentlemen. He's like he's he's on dial up right now. I'm so trying still... I'm trying to figure out <laughs> when that would have happened, um, because FDR never not had a vice president. 
True. So I'm not sure why presidential power would have ever been transferred to his wife rather than the vice president. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't um, I don't recall hearing that. And I'm not sure how that would happen, considering FDR always had a vice president. Well, Carl, if you could find out how that happened or why yeah, that happened very interesting i'd love to know myself actually because that's a very interesting tidbit of information that you just shared with us so but uh other than that i mean you know again there was definitely history that was made because i mean regardless if eleanor was the first woman to have presidential power presidential power i cannot speak today if she was the first person to have presidential power as a woman kamala harris made history because she was the first ethnic woman mm -hmm. to have oh, it's, presidential power it so, still makes a difference and it's, it's history it's made it, it is it is it's historic it may be brief and you know personally it's just how i feel i don't see her um you know with her popularity and everything plummeting the way it has been it's probably the only taste of the president she's presidency <laughs> she's going to see oh yeah um i mean oh, i'm not yeah. being mean i you know it just her popularity has gone you know just right down the tube there are so, reasons there are reasons why I, for I'm, that i'm not saying that <laughs> i'm just saying they have and um you know while it is historic and it's a big deal um that's probably going to be the only as close as she gets to it so yeah i agree with that carl also says he went he uh he, he commented saying uh she was always credited for making decisions on his behalf uh that is why i said unofficial so that's why he said uh, it was unofficial it. because she made decisions on his behalf. kind of like nancy the last few years when ron was losing it well well kind of like pretty much uh every every marriage <laughs> well we know that <laughs> Men haven't worn the pants in the marriage in a very long time. That but... is very true, my friend. That is very true. <laughs> but uh, definitely, again, history was definitely made today. So uh, props to Vice President Harris. Uh, but, of course, President Biden is back. And uh, hopefully everything went well with his um, colonoscopy. Must have uh, not been very pleasing to to uh, the president. But he was, uh, he was out for it, thankfully. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Otherwise, man, that... Uh, that would have been uh, that would have been very sore. It would have been a very sore subject. <laughs> I've been through it. Thankfully, I was unconscious as well, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> in other in other news, uh, we are, you know uh, actually that's not that's the wrong news. Um, we <laughs> a lot of technical difficulties today, ladies and gentlemen. But we are in other news involving the Simpsons. Now we have. The Simpsons has been going on for freaking years. I mean, they're going on, what, their 500th, 700th episode, something like that? I don't know. They're well into 30-plus seasons. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's insane. This is one of the longest-running animated series that has ever been around in the history of animated series and with good reason i mean you know it's it's freaking <laughs> it's it's a freaking hilarious show and um as it stands people have been wondering whether or not the show will end and if it does end how would it end actually it's going on the 700th episode so far milestone so they went ahead and they asked uh one of the showrunners uh for the simpsons uh uh and in, in, on Yahoo, I read, it said, quote, it may be impossible to imagine a world without the Simpsons, but Al Jean has tried anyway. 
The long-serving showrunner of Fox's even longer-running animated hit recently revealed to the UK outlet Radio Times how the Simpsons family might ride off into the sunset should that day ever come to pass. Now, he basically said that it would come full circle. I mean, if we remember how the show began, it started with a Christmas special. Uh, it started with, uh, it, well, actually, it started with the, in the Tracy Ullman show, but then it grew a life of its own with the first ep- episode saying uh, that was called Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire that aired in 1989. God, that was a long time ago. So um, he went ahead and he said, uh, uh, Gene said, quote, I mentioned that there would be an ending where the last episode, they'd be going back to the Christmas pageant from the first episode. Uh, so that so that the whole series was a continuous loop, that's how I would end it if I had to. That's an interesting way to end it, though. I mean... It's interesting. I'm not going, sure it... I, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. I mean, to end a show you would need, going for back me, to the you beginning? would need much. You would need much more story behind that. There would have to be some, you know, just having them back at the talent show is not a closure ending. That's not um, to me. That doesn't end things well or tie up any any loose ends. So it would depend what story they introduced and and built upon to get them to that point. I mean, after all the adventures that they went through, after all the special guests that have been on, I would think that The Simpsons would end with a huge bang. And maybe like an atomic bang. <laughs> with just like well, destroy he does everything work and everything. Power plant, That's so. what I'm saying. You know, Homer kills everybody, including himself in the end. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they'd go down that path, but you know, art twisted since sense of humor wouldn't mind it yeah we really wouldn't really. <laughs> but, I mean, it's an interesting idea he has and i like the idea of coming full circle but yeah. i mean they would need a lot more story and background to get them to that point to make it work as an ending in yeah. my opinion most definitely i mean but seriously i cannot imagine the simpsons ending ever in my well, lifetime or my grandchildren's lifetime at this point. I mean, it's <laughs> been around for, you know, forever. I mean, I remember working on Growing Pains and us actually coming in on the set to talk about, you know, this week's episode of Simpsons when it had just started. I mean, that's how, you know, how enthralled people were with it. But I will admit, I lost my taste for it after around season 13 or 14 and haven't really paid attention or watched much. So, um, it would be weird not to have them on just because they've been such a constant. But for me, I, I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't miss it. I, I kind of lost interest after about season 13 or 14. Yeah, it kind of tends to like, I mean, but here's the thing is that they find new material every oh, yeah. single time. You can't like they cannot stop finding material because, well, look at the world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. Seriously. And there's even like there's even suspicion that maybe some of these writers are from the future because there's a lot of like stuff that they said years before it happened happened. You know, mm-hmm. like Trump becoming president. That's something that they wrote years beforehand and it's eerie. The fact of the matter that it actually happened. Uh coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but it's just so strange, man. But right now, as it stands, Gene's saying that they're going into their 700th season. And they... 700th they, episode. 
seven. I'm sorry, seven hundredth episode. <laughs> It'll be seven hundredth season watch, um, and they want to make it to that milestone one thousand, which is twelve more seasons. That's pretty much they're looking at twelve more seasons to make it to one thousand. Could that happen? According to him, it seems that it might. It might just actually go twelve more seasons and beyond. So Dang. we'll just have more to... power to him. Dude, no kidding. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But uh, we're coming up on sports, and uh, the sports report is brought to you by Balance 7 Supplements. Uh, basically, I mean, this supplement is absolutely amazing, and uh, it goes, it, 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 you know, when it comes to alkaline, this is the best supplement to go with. Acid is the number one cause of infectious diseases. When your body accumulates acid, it's like adding gasoline to a fire. It increases the risk of disease dramatically. Balance 7 has pH Balance 11 plus the only concentrate alkaline on the market. Go to www.balance7.com and enter code AL for free shipping and savings. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. It's very healthy for you. It's very good for you. Alkaline water is always good for you. Anything alkaline. A lot of benefits to drinking alkaline water. Most definitely. In sports, uh, looks like President Joe Biden has, they've suggested for him to boycott the 2022 Beijing Olympics. And this has to do with the current, um, the it has a lot to do with uh, with with uh, China's human rights and the abuse of China's human rights. It's very political. It's a very political mm-hmm. reason why they want to go ahead and cancel, uh, or they want to go. They they are suggesting him to boycott the twenty two Beijing Olympics. By boycotting, they basically are saying uh, the U.S. will not participate, nor will their sponsors. That's a big economic blow to Beijing. I mean, not that they really need it. I mean, they're pretty well off as it is, but still having, you know, being, you know, standing up for human rights and standing up for what they believe in is something that the United States tends to be prideful of. But at the end of the day, there's still, it was a suggestion. It's still not known whether or not President Biden will boycott the Olympics. It would be a first as far as nope. I know, it would be the first. It's not the first time for no, me. No, no. As, like I said, as far as I know, it'd be the first time the United States boycotted something like this and didn't participate in the Olympics. No, I believe we boycotted one of the Winter Olympics. Uh, I want to say back in the '60s or '70s, um, and then Russia re- had retaliated by not showing up for the 1984 games or something, or the '80 games. It was a tit for tat and a back and forth with not showing up between us and the USSR at one point. Um, so it has happened before. I, you know, it's a political statement, like you said. That's all it is. It does create an economic impact but in the long run is it going to do or change anything you know we're talking about a very very secretive country who's very open in a lot of ways but the stuff they don't want you to know about or don't want you to see you're not going to see it you've been there i've been there and again you're not going to see anything i mean i i love getting to go to china all the places Mm -hmm. i've gone the people are wonderful you know there is when you when you're there on the ground, there's none of this animosity or hate for the U.S. or anything else. They love us. You know, it's it's not like that. It's not like the pundits and the politicians want to tell you is, you know, all the Chinese are out to get us and they all hate us. And then, no, they don't. They love us. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, I, I have a great time when I'm in Shanghai. Um, I've been to Beijing, uh, I've been all around the country and you're not going to see anything they don't want you to see. It is that simple. You know, things are very closed off. I've always had, you know, hosts and guests and escorts while I'm there. So they certainly are making sure I only see what they want me to see. Mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of the way it is. So, yes, they can make a statement with this. But is it going to pressure China to actually change anything? They haven't even acknowledged the work camps and the, you know, re-education camps and stuff that they claim are just schools mm -hmm. for the Uyghur people. So, you know, they won't even acknowledge they exist. So what, how, how much pressure, how much damage do you think this is going to do? How much change are you really going to create by doing this? Um, now, does it need to be done? Maybe, you know, again, we don't have a lot of info on what's going on with the human rights abuses. They keep this stuff very, very hidden. Um, again, I've never seen anything. I mean, my very first time over there, when I was 14 years old, you know, they're bringing me into the into the sports center to meet the national volleyball team and some of their basketball players and stuff. And as I'm walking into the building, I see soldiers leading two men around the corner. And not a minute later, I hear pop, 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 pop. Wow. Wow. That's that's pretty intense. Now, that was 1990. I was 14 years old. I haven't seen anything like that since. I haven't seen one thing that would, you know, be a little hinky or suspicious or, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Well, times have changed. Times have changed. Times have then, definitely so. changed. But those things, I mean, it's suggested that those things are still going on. It's suggested that these abuses are still continuing. Um, I, I can't speak to it because I haven't seen anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm saying if it does, they go through a lot of trouble to make sure that outside eyes don't get a glimpse. So True. it's going to be very tough to prove. It's going to be very tough to get them to change. And if anybody has noticed, you know, trying to push the current Chinese president in any direction doesn't really go very well. He's yeah. pretty stubborn and likes to say, you know, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. He doesn't succumb to outside political pressure. He hasn't yet. And so I'm just not sure what it'll accomplish besides just making a statement. You well, know, I mean, uh, it, and, and if he ever decided to go ahead and and uh you know accept whatever i mean to them it would seem like a sign of weakness that they can be pushed around and that's something that they're not going to go ahead and allow at all ever i mean i don't think any president would regardless of what country you're from if you go ahead and succumb to whatever uh you know another country is trying to tell you what to do they're, they're gonna be like no you're not from here you don't know how things work here so you can't tell me how to run my country you run yours i'll run mine my way mm -hmm. so i mean in a sense that's kind of the other thing too it's going to be pushback from the president uh from of china saying no that's no i mean exactly. you want to leave go ahead go for it yeah, it's just yeah. it's just natural that that's going to happen. It's like a that. natural and reaction. There's automatically going to be a pushback. There's automatically a pride thing. You know, um, China is a very proud nation, mm -hmm. and they're very proud of their leaders. And you know, it's there. He he couldn't lose face like that. So it's it's a difficult situation. I'm not saying the statement doesn't need to be made, but I don't see it resulting in any great change. And here's another uh, here's a comment that Carl also said, which actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, he said, we need to stop using our athletes as political pawns 
on an individual on an individual level athletes should choose whether or not to protest not the government i mean that is absolutely dead on there carl um i have friends who are olympians uh former olympians and it is it should be a personal choice for them to spend your entire life training for one thing giving everything you have for this one moment only to have a politician tell you because he thinks something is wrong that you can't go and compete that's a problem for me i mean if you as an athlete feel that strongly about it make the choice and don't go that should be up to you i agree wholeheartedly but in essence in the flip to that you also have to look at it this way. They represent an entire country, not themselves, not individuals like themselves. They're representing a country. So who is in charge of that country? Government officials. So therefore, Again, they can't. All they're they, doing is making them political pawns. Yeah. I mean, it's. All it's, they're it's, doing is make it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not fair to the athletes who have dedicated every bit of their lives. They have no lives. They have no lives. I mean, every bit of their lives. You know, I mean, my good buddy, Jonathan Horton, um, is Olympic silver medalist in gymnastics, uh, team bronze medalist, former team captain. You know, this poor guy can't eat anything when he's in training. He has to, he has torn both his shoulders out and totally shredded most of his joints, dedicating himself to doing gymnastics. You know, the, the, the pain he put his body through, the deprivation to get to that point only to have a politician say, oh yeah, uh, you can't compete. It's not right. I've never felt it is. Um, and I do feel it should be up to the athletes if they want to give their spot to someone else and say, I don't want to do this. I don't believe in what this country stands for and I'm not going to go there. I, I think I would support an athlete completely in doing that. But it is incredibly unfair for the government to use them as pawns and basically flush years and years of dedication and training for their own political gains. And what sucks is that because they are representing an entire country, it's not like they could choose to go by themselves and, mm -hmm. you know, be independently represented like themselves or independently represent their city, state, whatever. No, it's an entire country. So it's like they group them all together so it's like okay if we decide you're not going you're not going it's very very rare only people who have dual citizenship have been able to get out of that and compete for another country and that's an incredibly rare thing to happen so i mean would you think this is what this would be a selfish uh act for them to go ahead and say well because we don't believe in their policies we don't we you know we have an issue with their you know uh alleged uh, you know, human trafficking or human rights and everything. Uh, we're not going to let you go. I mean, is that selfish? Is that a selfish? I mean, would that be a selfish I, act? I think it's selfish in if they're not, if it's just a political statement, if they're not going to do anything about it, if they're not going to follow it up, if they're not going to investigate and do sanctions and do things that might make meaningful change, then yes, I do believe it is selfish because it's nothing more than a political stunt to make themselves look good. So in that case, it would be selfish. Now, if they're going to follow it up and actually do something and try and make change, then, you know, maybe they have their principles in the right order. Which we all know that's probably not going to happen. They're probably going to go ahead and say, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll investigate that, you know, about five years later. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll investigate that another five mm -hmm. years. Yeah, we'll, we'll investigate that. It's always the same exact story. Like I said, either side, left, right, center, I don't care. 
everybody that you know it's a political game and they're just trying to make themselves look good to their constituents and using athletes for that purpose is selfish yes yeah i agree well we'll have to see if uh president biden agrees and decides to pull uh the united states out of uh beijing in 2022 that's uh next year so we'll just have to see what happens it would be sad to see but uh you know i mean there's really not much there's not really not much the olympic team for the united states can do about it and that's the unfortunate fact in other sports news ex-st louis rams player zach stacy brutally beats his ex-girlfriend my god i saw the video jeremy i'm sure you've seen the video it's been posted everywhere this guy got so upset with his ex-girlfriend he grabbed her from she was sitting on a sofa or standing by the sofa grabbed her by the neck or the chest and just tossed her like a rag doll across the room hitting a television and having her land just about maybe a foot a half a foot or a foot away from a bassinet where their five-month-old child was lying he gets he he stands over her and I believe punches her again or something like that next to their kid. This guy, this guy is huge. I mean, he's a former pro NFL player. He's going to have a few hundred pounds over this woman. The he guy went cowardly piece of shit. I mean, he ended up, uh, they, they were actually, uh, he ended up flying from Tennessee to Florida and officials were there waiting for him to arrest him in Florida. Uh, he Good. says that he was actually headed to turn himself in anyway over this thing. But I mean, yeah, I don't know that that I can't speak for him. But I mean, come on, it's that that right there was just horrifying to watch. It was just so disturbing to watch. Even uh, Green Bay Packer Devontae Adams wanted a piece of him. I mean, Jeremy, mm -hmm. what, what did Devontae say? I mean, Devontae basically said, you know, let me get my hands on him kind of a thing. And called him what i did a coward you know anybody who's going to beat on a woman like that especially you got you know 200 pounds on her and you know the, the guy's a coward he's an absolute coward you know you want to be you want to be a tough guy why don't you bring that to somebody your own size and get your ass whooped no it, it was the the worst thing in the world and uh he got kicked out of he he actually coaches um he actually coaches like a little uh i guess uh some sort of a small team or something like that um Not anymore um, he was yeah he was like coaching them or whatever like a youth football team and uh, yeah they kind of kicked him out from that he's gone uh, from that and i'm sure there's going to be other issues that he's going to be facing and I'm consequences throw the book at him. Oh, i mean come on the guy i mean next to their five month old i mean any like he tossed his mother across the room she could have fallen on top of the baby the baby could have fallen out of the 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 crib where he was i mean anything could have happened this is something that was disgusting to watch i know you know and i'm and not making i'm not giving him an excuse but again are we seeing another you know cte injury are, are we dealing with an, yet another football player whose brain is basically deteriorated to the point that they have no self-control whatsoever? Uh, you know, it's unfortunately something we've seen. I'm not trying to give him an excuse or an out, 
But I mean, after what happened with Junior Seau, what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, what happened with Aaron Hernandez, what happened with, you know, I mean, CTE is a real thing. And these guys at some point, their brain turns to jelly. So is that what we're seeing? Who knows? They're going to have to like players take a hell of a risk doing what they do. And, you know, I love the game. I love watching it. I will never not love football. But we are seeing the results in things like this. I mean, CTE has been dis, um, distinctly linked to, you know, behavior control and the part of the brain where the trauma happens and so on. So, again, I mean, how do we know what the hell's going on with this? And Either way, I don't care if it's a mental issue yeah. or not. He ought to have the book thrown at him, you know, which which uh, your fiance agrees. Your fiance agrees. She says, no man should touch a woman in that way. Glad he is locked up. And I hope he gets all he deserves. Uh, you and many other people agree with that, Joni. I, I myself included as well. I mean, there's there's just a limit. And CTE, the other issue with CTE is that, unfortunately, as time progresses, Muhammad Ali had that. It just gets he, worse and worse. He, he got Parkinson's disease. There's a lot of uh, long-term effects. Alzheimer's, I believe, has been conne- in connection with CTE as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that happens to these athletes that their brain starts just, like you said, turning to jelly. And they, most of the time, they don't know what they're doing until it's already done. They in have those violent, cases. Now, we don't know cases. if that's, you know, if that is in this case or not. But yeah, it's we've had guys who've gone on killing sprees and then mm-hmm. killed themselves and done all sorts of insane shit. And, you know, it's it's a real thing. I mean, traumatic injuries to the brain can change your entire personality and behaviors. So I mean, we just don't know. We'll have to wait for you know it to come out. But anybody who lays a hand on a woman like that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is just a scumbag. Agreed. And uh, the only way I mean, if he's got a smart attorney, he will ask for uh, for a CAT scan to see if he does have CT. So that could be his only way out that could be possibly his only defense is that he needs some you know he has some mental he has some brain issues uh that he had no control over what he did and if that's the case then the punishments should be according to whatever findings they may have mm-hmm. um whether i mean we, we don't know what's going to happen this right now is fresh it just happened today Yep. Uh, it was very disturbing to watch. So we'll just go ahead and uh, keep an eye on exactly what's going to happen next to Stacy. Uh, I'm glad to see that it didn't that it wasn't worse. I mean, I'm glad oh, to it see could have been much worse. It could have been much the size worse. of him and you know, the baby there. And I mean, this could have gone wrong in so many different ways, even beyond what happened. So, I mean, I'm glad to see that in the video, he exercised what little restraint he had very very little restraint that he had and he backed away he backed away and walked out of there so i'm glad that at least it didn't escalate to something worse that could have cost the lives of two innocent people right then and there because that has been known to happen in the past where this escalated to that point where there was not just two lives that were lost but also the person that did it could have also killed themselves anything anything could have happened in this particular case so glad to see that it didn't escalate to that point that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for uh watching this edition of the navarro miller report uh jeremy as usual it's a displeasure to have you here i really don't like 
having listened to you, but I, hey, I really yeah. need to have a guest on here next week so I don't have to deal just with you. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Well, lucky for you, we do have a guest next week. So, yeah, blah. Okay, yeah, don't really your care. Screen smaller. I don't have to stare at your face so long. Hey, likewise. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? You know what's this weekend, right? Oh, I know. It's SC oh, you know. Jackson Dart running all over a pathetic UCLA team. Oh, it's 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 the bell coming back to UCLA and uh, you losing the bet. And you Not losing time, the buddy. bet. Not this folks, time, buddy. Folks, stay tuned Monday because when UCLA beats USC, In you're going to see a very, very sad <laughs> Jeremy In <Miller>. your dreams. <laughs> We'll just have to wait and see. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be on again uh, on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification button to make sure that you are notified when we go live to join our feed. And uh, remember to uh, have a happy and safe weekend. We will definitely see you again Monday as usual. Have a great weekend, guys. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.